0: Hey family, last week Amy shared about a dream she had which propelled her into a 2 Corinthians 10.5 lifestyle of taking every thought captive and she vulnerably shares testimony of how the Lord has used this to bring healing and health in her own family and then challenges us to do the same. A year ago, the Lord gave me a very short dream and he gave me a phrase with that dream. Um, In the dream... All he said was, I am healing thoughts, mindsets, reactions, and behaviors. And I went, I remember him saying that in the gym, and I went, what? Because I didn't really understand the phrasing, or had never heard that phrasing. And he just repeated it again. He said, I am healing thoughts, mindsets, reactions, and behaviors. End of dream. And I woke up, i like, okay, that's important. I wrote it down. And... Uh, As I kept processing with the Lord, I said, Lord, I've never heard this type of phrasing before. I've never heard anyone say this before. That's why it kind of took me back. What do you mean that you're healing thoughts, mindsets, reactions, and behaviors? And as the Lord was walking me through what this meant, I realized a correlation between them, right? Thoughts turn into mindsets. Mindsets will come out in our reactions to people, reactions to situations, and those reactions um, end up becoming these behaviors that we long live with, right? They're very long standing. Mm -hmm. A behavior is very um, much more difficult to shift or to change Mm -hmm. or to transform. Mm -hmm. Um, So first I asked the Lord, like I always do, I said, Lord, okay, how do I apply this personally? What, in my thoughts, In my reactions, in my behaviors, do you want to heal? And I really just prayed. I remember just praying, okay, Lord, just help me to do that. I don't know what that looks like, or I don't know how you're going to do that in my life, but I really want to pursue that. So for today, I really want to focus on not just the word, but I'm going to be a little transparent with you so that you could see how the Lord applied it in my life. Um, how he started to speak to me. And I'm very much aware that he speaks to us very individually, the way his tone of voice or the way he speaks to us. Maybe some of you are like, I don't dream, but I hear the Lord constantly or um, I get words of knowledge or the Lord just, I just know in my spirit that he's the Lord, right? So I'm going to be very transparent in the way that the Lord started working this in my life. Um, So first off, Again, I asked the Lord, why, why are you healing these things? What does that have to do with healing? Um, and what I started to do right after all of this was, again, look up versus beginning with thoughts or mindsets. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what, what does your word say? Right? And that's when I came again to Romans 12 too. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Um, the first part of that verse is talking about patterns of this world, worldly patterns, right? The opposing side to what the Lord would have us do in our life, how we live out our life. For me, I remember one time at work, um... I was at this work that required a lot of my attention, and I was doing the job of five people at the time. And it was a very stressful type of job. And I remember being in the office, and I was doing the work, and I had two <coughs> other co-workers. And um, I remember I could hear them talking in the next room, and I'm grumbling to myself. They're not doing any of the work. I'm sitting here. And there's so much to be done, and they're just over there chatting it up. And I was just grumbling with myself and just like, I'm just very upset, very triggered, I guess you could say, is the best word. And I was like, just grumbling and grumbling and grumbling. This is probably a couple months after the Lord had spoken this. So I didn't have it at the forefront of my mind where I was thinking, this is what the Lord's doing. Um, But I knew that He wanted to do that. As I'm grumbling and grumbling, they're laughing and laughing. It feels almost like their laughter is getting louder in the room. (laughs) And I'm like, oh man, you just need to get to work. And the Lord immediately says, again, this is how I hear God's voice and this is what it sounded like to me. And I don't necessarily feel like that's how he speaks to everyone. But this is what he told me. Immediately, just like a drop, he said, your reaction is attached to your childhood you used to resent your sibling for not doing any of the work let it go and boom just like this something just hit me and I I'm went like, oh, immediately i just felt conviction i went lord i'm so sorry first of all how do you attach what's happening right now to something so distant it just seemed like only the lord could in that moment see this is where the root is this is where you're still operating in this. This is where you're reacting and it, you need to let that go. And the whole purpose of what the Lord said in that phrase of healing thoughts, mindsets, reactions and behaviors, he is doing something powerful. He is still working this in me and I have after so many examples i give like you today, I have completely surrendered to this process and said, Lord, continually, continually renew my thoughts, continually renew my mind, continually renew my patterns, my behaviors that I'm walking in that are not from you, that do not allow me to fully step into what you have for me. So I asked myself, I said, first I was taking a bath, like the Lord was like, let it go. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And in that moment, I just remember sitting down and I said, Lord, um, I forgive my sister or my sibling for anything that I held against her. Anything that allowed me to say, she's not doing the work. I'm always doing the work. I'm the older one. So I was the one. Dad's like, come help me with this. Come help me with this. What about my sibling? What about this? Right. These are my examples. And maybe they apply to your life. Maybe they don't. But somehow the Lord, wherever we're at in our stage of life, he really wants to go back and just not to to bring shame or guilt. In that moment, I didn't feel shame or guilt. I felt (coughs) correction from my father. And he corrects those that he loves. And I just went, Father, I'm sorry. I repent. I release. And in that moment, I just remember thinking that thought pattern. He reminded me of the word do you remember what I told you? And I went, oh, this is why you're saying that in this moment. How do I fully release it? So I walked myself through forgiveness in any way if I was holding on to something for my sister. mind you, I have a great relationship with my sister today. <clears throat> I couldn't pinpoint out that that was still in a way affecting the way I was behaving, the way I was reacting. Um, just want to look over here. All right, second example. (laughs) They get better and better. Uh, I think I've shared this with the leaders before, and you'll probably hear it again. The second time, it was a couple months later again, that the Lord really corrected me and started to remove things that were not from his heart, that were not supposed to be barriers in my life. Um, I was in the car with, um, with my dad in the moment. And we had, he had said something and we were getting into this little bickering fight. And we're like, in my um, memory, I remember thinking, well, he started it. I didn't start it. Right. And so I got upset at him. It's just me and him in the car We're waiting for my mom to come back. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like really upset. And the Lord says, apologize. And I went, are you kidding me? I didn't start this. I didn't do this. I didn't, and I'm giving him all the reasons why not to do what he just asked me to do. And he says, apologize. And I'm grumbling again with the Lord internally. This in- inner wrestling, and maybe often you'll find yourself doing that, this inner wrestling of having to release, whether it's pride, having to release that thing that doesn't allow you to move forward. And the Lord's like, apologies. I'm like, Lord, but I didn't start it. And all this is in a lapse of like five minutes. I'm just telling you these small examples because the Lord can take long-standing things, long-standing patterns of behaviors, of reactions, of mindsets. Mindsets are strongholds. If they're negative, Mm -hmm. they're strongholds. Think of a tower. That's what I think of, a stronghold. Something that is your mind is set on doing. Your mind is set on that belief. Right? So, I'm sitting there and I'm grumbling with the Lord and i saying, I don't want to apologize. I didn't start this. This always happens and now you're asking me to humble myself. <laughs> That's what <clears throat> to put maybe my pride aside in that moment and apologize. Finally, when i mustered up the courage to say, okay, I will do it, Lord. I will do it, and I will do it out of a good place. Again, this is all the lapse of like five minutes. Get there, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to apologize. I'm, it was so funny. I was about to open my mouth, and then the Lord goes, oh, and don't expect a reaction that you want. And I went, <laughs> oh. I, you mean like, in other words, I knew in that moment he was not going to apologize to me. Just because I apologize. Sometimes we do things out of expectancy of what that person is going to say is what's going to soothe the wound or is what is going to soothe the whatever happened, the pain or whatever. Again, just a disclaimer, me and my dad have a great relationship. (laughs) This isn't something that this is something that the Lord is doing. And I've seen the fruit of what he's done and the fruit of um, my yes to the Lord in this process. So, um, he says, oh, and don't expect a reaction. Almost like a friend sitting next to you, oh, wait, 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 disclaimer, um, what you think is going to happen is not what's going to happen. You do because I ask you to do, not because you expect something in return. And I went, okay, and I just kind of pulled myself together and I said, dad, um, I just want to apologize for so-and-so and so-and-so and this and that. And he says, I'm not going to say what he said, because," but he goes, basically his reaction was like, okay, good. I'm glad you apologized <laughs> and I was like, ah! and I just went, Lord, but in that moment, I remember exactly releasing that and the Lord's like, well done. He said, well done. What you are doing often feels like you're doing it on your own. But the Lord is working in that. And years ago, when I was a teenager, I would tell the Lord, Lord, would you change my parents? Change my parents, please. They're the problem. They're the issue. The, my coworker's the issue. My boss is the issue. My husband is the issue. My wife is the issue. Always pointing fingers elsewhere. And I remember clearly the Lord said, you first, and I went, again, kind of with the words in my mouth. I was like, wait, what do, you, what do you mean? I'm not doing anything. We don't look internally. We don't look to see how we can change our situation, how we can change what. Um, What we feel like is cemented, what we feel are strongholds in our family, it's always going to be like this. It's never going to change. And that's the lie that the enemy wants to break. Because I have seen how the Lord has come. Again, out of my yes, I have seen shifting in my family. I have seen shifting in myself more than I would have accounted for if if the Lord changed the other person. Um, when the Lord told me I am healing thoughts, mindsets, reactions, and behaviors, if we think about that um, pattern, um, a thought turns into a mindset, which is again, a stronghold. That is where the enemy can really get us. It. So once it's a stronghold, we operate out of that mindset. We react out of that mindset. We behave out of that mindset. For a very long time, I expected a certain behavior um, from a family member. So I knew what my reaction was going to be. So it's almost like you hold on to your reactions and you say, I know what he's going to say, so I know how I'm going to react. And we don't stop to think, how would the Lord want you to react in this moment? Or we don't stop to hear God's voice and That is not me, that is not my heart, and it's attached to roots that are not meant to be there. I believe that the Lord is cleaning the church, deeply cleaning the church, and he's making us take a look at things that we would otherwise ignore. I don't think I would have taken a reaction before him saying that and thinking, oh, there's something attached to something that's not supposed to be there. And often, again, We feel like they're longstanding, especially when it comes to family. We think dad will always be like that. Mom will always be like that. My sibling will always be like that. When it comes to husbands and wives, my husband, oh, he he always does this. So what happens? I always react like this instead of asking the Lord, how can I shift that? How can I change that? How can I break that so that that's not a continual cycle in my family? Another verse I want to look at is 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 5. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up Against the knowledge of God. And that last part. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I remember uh, growing up hearing this verse a lot. And it becomes um, such a uh, repetitive verse that sometimes we don't really take the application of it the power in it it's almost like diminished right sometimes we don't take certain now i read every word and i'm like okay lord what are you saying what is um what is the deepness of your word of your voice of your power in this verse and it says we take every we take captive every thought to make it obedient to christ when the lord started showing me these verses i realized where it starts again as we know, is our thoughts, and the Lord is saying here, we take every thought, Captain, I almost feel like you can just pluck a thought, at least for me, that's, that's the visual that I kept getting, so then I started recognizing, okay, Lord, where is my train of thought, in what ways am I thinking that are not you? when it comes to fear, when it comes to guilt, when it comes to shame, and all these things that the enemy tries to come and really bind us with. Um, Again, it all starts here. So I started practicing this thing. When I felt an oncoming of something that wasn't the Lord, I would say, oh, wait, 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 Lord, I'm taking that thought, and I would physically go, take that thought captive and surrender it to Christ and say no. So I reject that thought because our minds are always thinking. It's a place that's constantly going, and going, and going, and going. Even when we're sleeping, you're not sleeping because your mind is running and saying, I have to do this, I have to do that, and tomorrow I forgot to do this, and the kids, and the that, and the that. That's where um, we're always going. It's constantly this machine that's going, and going, and going. So it has the ability to, think thoughts that have to do with the mind of Christ, because we do have the mind of Christ, or it has the ability to think opposing. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I realized that the Lord wanted to do this deeply in my life, and I felt like it was time to release it and say, Lord, how do I invite others into that? healing thoughts mindsets reactions and behaviors Um, i'm not married so i don't have the best marriage examples but i can think of situations where maybe there's a way that you talk to your husband or to your uh, wife that is nothing to do with how the lord would speak to them and this again is it to bring guilt or shame this is really lord um, I accept this invitation for you to start to bring correction in my life so that I fully find healing in all these areas continually. Mm-hmm. I don't think this stops for me. I think this is going to be a lifelong thing, right? Where if there's a behavior that is happening that is not of the Lord, or maybe to one child you react one way and to another child you react another because they're different, different personalities call for different ways of sometimes talking to them. But ask the Lord, Lord, would you almost like ping me when something is not you? Like, oh, that, that's not me. And in that moment, take the time, Lord, I take that. Captive. Or a mindset, a way that you have been doing things. What are the strongholds that the Lord really wants to break down within ourselves to operate out of a place of freedom, to operate out of a place of uh, Full healing in the Lord. Continual healing is the best way to say it. For me, it's like, Lord, you're going to constantly be bringing things up. And constantly, as soon as I release them, I want to fully release them and not go back to them and not go back to that way of thinking. One of the recent uh, examples for me with my mom, I remember... um, the Lord started talking to me about a way that myself, my sibling, and my father were reacting to my mother. My mother is much more soft-spoken and quiet at times. So when she would speak within the family dynamic, we would immediately almost speak over her, immediately not take her into account. And um, this was something we had constantly been doing that I didn't realize we were doing. And this was just recently, a couple weeks ago, and I, the Lord just said, wait, you are um, speaking over her, and this is something that you all do, and you're not allowing her to speak because you feel like she's always quiet. She just never has much to say, so we just maybe even ignored her to a certain point. And I started thinking, whoa, Lord. Again, you're correcting me, not in something that I'm being affected by, but not in a way I'm affecting someone else. In a way that I am probably covering up my mom's voice and not allowing her to speak. Not in a mean way. We never did it in a way that was malicious or mean or or rude or anything. It was always just felt like her voice was always at the bottom of the barrel. And the Lord started speaking to me about that and the beautiful thing about, again, being obedient to Christ, the beautiful thing about you being obedient to Christ and what he's asking you to do is now when I would speak to my father or my mother or my sister about things that I would see, hey, maybe we shouldn't talk to mom like this. Or, hey, she was more receptive to it. That was one of the blessings that I saw. I said, Lord, I didn't expect that when you allowed me to speak into someone else's life, especially families, they were like, whoa, I received that. Thank you so much. And I'm like, Lord, thank you that we as a family can now come together. And once I put in the work, even if my family didn't know about it, the blessing that came out of that was when I would speak to my family about things. Maybe, hey, um, maybe this, this can be changed or maybe this. They were more receptive to it and there was change and there was shift. And I said, wow, Lord, we finally come to a place where we can speak into each other's lives out of the place of love and respect and their shift. So, um, yeah, we were operating in a certain way. And the Lord is like, that's not how family, your family is meant to operate. That's not how you're meant to um, communicate. That's not how you're meant to react to each other. Now the Lord started putting all the gears together. And my sister and my mom and my father are now receptive to things and change. And I see change. And I believe that's the power of testimony. Because I'm like, Lord, what you've done in me, I now release over others. I now release over my family specifically because that's where I most want to see it. And I've seen the way that you're allowing us to now communicate and talk to each other. The thing is, we had to go to my mom, and I remember my sister got on the phone and this and this and this, she's talking to me about something, and I immediately said, okay, hey sis, just want to remind you, um, the way we sometimes talk to mom, she doesn't mean what she's saying in this way. Um, let's be a little bit more loving. And she felt conviction from Holy Spirit, not from me, because we don't do that. From Holy Spirit, she's like, I need to come all back right now and apologize. Something that, a root, something that could have started growing in our generation, in our lives, is now being uprooted quickly. And that's what I love about this process. The Lord is starting to uproot quickly because he wants to use us. He wants to clean us out. And he's starting from, again, the deepest thought, mindset, reaction, behavior, and he's like, I'll no more. Because if we're to bring freedom to people, it's going to be through testimony. It's going to be through testing. It's going to be through the process of you walking it out. You're going to be able to go up to somebody and say, the Lord took me through this process. This is what the process looks like for complete healing and restoration and transformation. I'm inviting you to that as well. One of the warnings, as I kind of um, spoke about earlier... That the Lord gave me, as he's been walking this out for over a year now, this is um, in March of last year, that he gave me that dream. One of the warnings that the Lord gave me as he allowed me to release was that this is an invitation for you. This is not an invitation to pick point at somebody else. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, if the Lord is inviting Christy into this process, She's going to take that invitation and say, yes, Lord, I say yes to you. She can't expect her husband or her children or her father or her mother, whoever it is, to also go into that invitation if they have not personally taken it themselves. And Christy can't go and say the great, remember what the Lord said. He's changing your, you need to change that behavior because, sorry, I'm using you as an example. <laughs> Nothing's going on. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or vice versa. Right? It's not for us to go and tell uh, your children, your spouse, your father, your mother, whoever that is, that place where the Lord wants to bring healing. The Lord's telling you to do this with me. Because I'm doing it. You're going to do it. And we're both going to change. That's not what the Lord's saying. He's giving you a personal invitation. And he's saying, would you walk this out? Mm-hmm. And just like he told me, don't expect something from the people the Lord starts dealing with. Whether that's at your job, that's at church, a person in church, um, an old pastor, I don't know. Again, family, Every this covers every area we can mm-hmm. possibly think of how do we, why do we uh, sometimes feel like, why do I always react to that person like that? Why do I always react this way? Why do I always behave this way? And almost like every time you leave that conversation with that person, you're like, oh, that didn't feel good. And I don't know why I always do that. And that's the pattern that the Lord wants to break. Those are the things that he wants to get rid of. So again, that we operate fully in freedom. And when the Lord gave me this invitation, when the Lord spoke to me about what he wanted to do in my life, it really, I was exempt from every excuse because the Lord told me what he wanted to do. I couldn't place an excuse of, well, this person, this, or this person, that, or I don't have the time, or I don't want to do that. The Lord's like, if I'm speaking it to you, Every excuse is removed because I'm inviting you to partner with me. And it's possible in small situations, in big situations. Again, I've had big situations and I've had that five minute window where I'm talking it out with the Lord. And I'm like, and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. And wrestling, basically wrestling, but Lord this and what about this and what about that? And in that moment, he guided me through every single step. And that's what I want you guys to think about. He will guide you in every single step, every word, every little thing that you have to do. Five minutes. He did so much. And again, when we humble ourselves, when we take the low road, the Lord will burst something beautiful out of that. I do not regret um taking any of those steps in those moments because I'm seeing the fruit of now how I'm able to communicate with my family and they're receptive and they take action so it's not something that just falls on hard soil as I was softening my heart the Lord was softening their hearts and the Lord did that and can you trust the Lord to soften not only your heart but those of the people that he wants to work with in you Those loved ones, those things that have been, again, long-standing, maybe mindsets or generational mindsets, ways that fathers or mothers acted, so we act the same way or we act out of that same place because that's all we learned. The Lord has healed so much, and I'm watching him take each one of my family members' hearts and just work so clearly. And just soften and teach them. And he's working in them. And he goes, Amy, because you were obedient. Because you humbled yourself. I'm taking care of everything else that you love. The people that you love and care about are taken care of because of your step of obedience. And I would have never imagined that because I didn't go into the process expecting the Lord to do something. But I'm seeing the fruit of my obedience. Again, the warning that the Lord gave with this word, this is for you. And I just kept saying, okay, Lord, this is for me. This is for me. This isn't for me to use against someone else. Well, the Lord is speaking this and so you need to do that well, the Lord is, didn't you hear the message on Sunday? And some of you are thinking, well, so-and-so is not here to hear what they have to hear, right? In larger churches, we would always say that. The pastor would always say, and stop thinking that so-and-so is not here and they should have been here. This is for you. This is for me. This is for all of us that are here today. And that's what I kept praying. I said, Lord, whoever needs to be here today to hear this message, to apply it, that's who's going to be there today. Um, the last thing that the Lord just started showing me about uh, what he was doing in my life that he was cleaning house he started talking to me again about generational things and I feel like the Lord just kept going deeper and deeper and deeper and this can be for you or this maybe this isn't maybe you've broken off with a lot of things but one thing that Tiffany Nesbitt preached about A couple months ago, she was talking about Solomon and David. Solomon was meant to build the temple. And David was meant to provide all the things that he needed for that temple. But in a season where Solomon was supposed to be building, he was actually inviting certain things into his life with the wives that he was bringing in, with idols that they were bringing in. so in a season where he should be building he was not busy. He was not doing what mm-hmm. the Lord was asking him to do. He was distracted with other things. That was the gist of what Tiffany was teaching during that time. And there's something that she told us to do, and I don't know how many of you were here for, for that part, but I immediately went home and did that. She said, I want you guys to do a generational um, family tree. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think the word. A, yeah, generational family tree. And she said, start writing down as far back as you can think with either patterns or things that may have tried to come into your family, not because whether your family knew the Lord or didn't know the Lord. And I remember I went home and I'm like, yes, I'm doing this right away. took a paper and as far back as I could remember was just my grandparents or from what I had heard from my family. So I started to write down, okay. Here's my grandpa, here's my grandma, blah, 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 blah. Oh, this and this and this. I remember mom mentioned this one, so this one here. Okay. Then my parents, and I started writing down things that maybe I saw that were um, in their lives, consciously or unconsciously. Then I went down to my sisters and I, and I started seeing the pattern of things of things that my family had struggled with, places where my family had broken off with those generational things, and places where maybe we hadn't yet. And I went, Lord, how do you want to break this off of our life? How do we bring generational blessing? As much as my mom and my dad, they love the Lord and they have broken off with so many things. I think they're in a constant place of um, even now the Lord's showing them things, bringing things to surface that are not meant to be there, that are not meant to be passed on consciously or unconsciously. Again, some of these things, behaviors that we learned as children, Right, our learned behaviors mm-hmm. things that they learned from their parents and I'm a Latina so we have a lot of generational things that sometimes come in our families that you know Latinos can be very gossipy and oh did you see oh my gosh hi how are you <laughs> right in front of your face and you're like oh no but we, they can be very gossipy they can be um, very resentful because sometimes that's the only way they protect themselves from people who hurt them, right? Look at the way that either your family operates or your culture operates and start to think, Lord, where do you want to clean out? Where do you want to call out? I think of it as a sniper. When you when a sniper is <laughs> shooting, you can't see him. <laughs> And you're just getting shot at, shot at, shot at from a place that feels unknown. Mm -hmm. You kind of have a general direction, but that's (coughs) the point of a sniper. To kind of be hidden and start taking shots at you. Mm -hmm. And when the Lord calls these things out, again, this isn't to be like, look what you're doing. This isn't to bring shame or guilt. This is like, I see you. Finally, the Lord has given away your position and I'm going to take you out. And that's the enemy, and that's what he does. He hides in places, in our reactions, in our behaviors, in places that sometimes we don't even know we're operating out of the opposite spirit. Not because we want to, but because it's so normal, it feels like the normal for us, that that's the place that we operate out of. So for our activation today, it's going to get a little personal, Um, but I would like to invite you to do is we're gonna do that generational mapping that Tiffany mm. gave us. I did mine and I'll share what was on mine because again, I feel like transparency really brings, um, <coughs> really brings understanding and uh, takes off the shame of this process. I'm not gonna ask you to share yours, so that's not <laughs> the whole process of this. I'm gonna ask you to do this on your own and alongside your um, sure. If you have family here, you can share with your family if you'd like. Um, but I'm gonna show you little, or talk to you a little bit about what I saw in my family. On my dad's side of the family, not my father, but my great grandfather and my great grandmother, there was a lot of witchcraft that they practiced. And again, these were people who didn't know the Lord. It wasn't until my father that someone knew the Lord in his generation. And from that place, he, um, I was able to grow up in a Christian home. This was two generations back. Yeah, my, great, my great-grandmother and my great-grandpa. I remember my dad talking about that. He doesn't tell me much about it, just that it was there. I said, okay, cool. <laughs> we'll get rid of that thing. <laughs> After that, my grandma and my grandpa. My grandpa actually died early, so I didn't know anything on his side. And my grandma's side... There was, we had Catholic roots on my grandmother's side. There was a lot of areas of mental health, of mental instability on my grandma's side. And there was a lot of pride and a lot of anger on my grandmother's side. Again, these are family members that didn't know the Lord. And these were things that were trying to affect the way that we operated as a family. I went down to my father and I wrote down some of the things, not all of these things, because he knew the Lord, um probably in his late 20s when he knew the Lord. And he started, um, there was a lot of pride within my father and a lot of control. Again, things that came from all these other places. And so I wrote that down for me. I said, I remember growing up, I was a kid that really wanted to control every situation. And I didn't realize that. And as I'm walking through this, I'm saying, Lord, okay, how do I break that off? I don't mean to operate in that but it's such a natural form of doing that it feels sometimes impossible to break. It feels sometimes like this will never no happen. No and how many times did I say, with my, especially with my relationship with my father in my teenage years, he's never going to change. Our family dynamic is never going to get better. The way I react is never I would say these things because I didn't believe that they were possible. And when the Lord started asking of me things to do, you first, you change, you seek me. Then the Lord, I can say what he has done today, what he is doing even now. I'm watching him break. Things that are not meant to be in our family. And in that same place, I have broken off things and come out of agreement with things that I didn't know I had been in agreement with. These were things that were strongholds in my family. And again, I believe this is what the Lord wants to do with the church. He wants to clean house fully. He yes. wants to wipe out things from your generations yes. that are not meant to be there. He wants to break things. Break, completely shattered, think about that, completely shattered things, strongholds, mindsets, reactions, behaviors that are not meant to be there that do not allow us to fully operate in what the Lord wants us to do. And I'm releasing this testimony, I'm being very transparent with you because I want you to have faith. I want to raise your faith and say, it is possible. It is possible. I have seen the Lord take my family from an impossible situation to now. And how he's breaking things up. And guess what? As I went down the generational line on my father and my mother's side, I realized how much has dwindled, how much has been broken, Ah. and I say, Lord, it stops with us. I don't pass this on to my children or my children's children. And they're blessed up to what generation? The fourth generation. And sometimes these things are continual because of things that have happened. I want to, again, invite you to just take some time to do that right now. I know that this is very personal. I'm not going to ask you to share. I just want you to take some time to reflect and say, Lord, where in my thoughts, yes. in my mindset, in my reaction, in my behavior, can I shift towards? Even if the other person seems impossible, that I would feel that this could make the situation better for. How can I change mm-hmm. so that we shift these things and not wait to, uh, for our children to have to shift? Things, But we start taking a hold of those places where the enemy has tried to sniper us, where he's hidden. You can't see him. Again, when the Lord started calling these things out, it's almost like he gave away his position. I'm like, I see you now. And it was like, I see you now. And the Lord takes them out because when you come out of agreement, they have no more power. They have no more power And that's what the Lord wants to do. Again, I'm very transparent because I want you to see the process that the Lord has taken me through, the testimony that he's birthed out. And now even the other day we were at home and there was something that my sister was communicating to us and just the struggles that she's personally going through. And my mom said, no, we're praying right now. She just went over and she prayed for her. And she just started going after every lie and said, no to this, no to this, no to this. And immediately we're now starting to recognize things Mm -hmm. that are not meant to be there. And going after them immediately so that they do not become strongholds. Mm -hmm. So that they do not have roots in our lives. And I thank the Lord for that because this is the new way we are operating in. And I say, Lord, this is how we will operate. This is the family that we are, that we will recognize when something is not aligned with you, go after it immediately, deal with it immediately and not let it take root. And that's what the Lord is doing. My dad has been stuck in bed for almost a week now. He has back problems. And the Lord is also just speaking to him in this time and talking to him about things that he wants to get rid of in his life, that he wants to take out in his life. And I'm like, Lord, I'm watching you do this right in front of me. And I'm so grateful. I said, yes, I am so thankful That I didn't back off. That in the moment when you told me to apologize, sometimes it feels so small and insignificant. And it's not. You are sowing seeds of blessing. You are sowing seeds of breakthrough when you are obedient to Christ in those small moments. And the Lord took me back and he said, because you sowed here, you're going to see breakthrough here. Immediately, I prayed for my father and I just said, in Jesus' name, all pain be gone. And he got up. He goes, I haven't got up in like five days. He was in so much pain. And my mom said, he's so different. Like he was starting to just fall into this depression. My dad is not one to really fall into depression and to see him, my father who's a very strong, hardworking man bedridden was such a visual for me and I just said Lord raise him up, pick him up and immediately he got up and he goes I haven't got up in five days, I feel so much better and his face just seems so different and again I'm watching the Lord do this right in front of me and this just happened this past weekend and the Lord showed me this is what's coming out of your obedience out of your yes to my invitation to you? And would you walk with me? Literally, hand in hand with Holy Spirit as you're walking and as you're about to react to whoever that person is. And immediately I can almost feel in the room like you're already thinking of who that person is in your life that the Lord might want to deal with first, that the Lord might want to bring healing towards first. And he's walking hand in hand with you and he's saying, this is what you're gonna say. I will give you the words to say, and I will give you the strength to do it. And you're walking hand in hand with the Lord as you're interacting with people, again, from work, from church. And why is this important? If the Lord wants to bring revival, he wants to clean house first. He wants to get rid of things and places that are not meant to be there. And out of that place, you're going to release that over someone else. Because what is the place that the enemy goes after most is family. Because family is the mirror of who God is. Family is the mirror of what God does. A father, a mother, that love, that intentionality. That's what the Lord wants to do. And I want you to think of the most impossible feeling situation in your life. And just give it to the Lord. Part of this process for me was, my grandmother on my dad's side, remember she had Catholic roots. So she, um, that's what she operated out of. And for years we had been praying for her to be saved and years and years and years. She passed away two years ago now, I think. And um, two weeks before she passed away, she got baptized. She was 85 years old. Awesome. And we watched the Lord be faithful in what felt like the very last minute. I'm telling you that to bring faith to you. The Lord is not late. He is on time. Two weeks before she was gone, she got baptized. And in the most beautiful way, she was in the hospital. And people came and um, it just happened so spontaneously that she asked for it. Immediately, there were these people available, and they even got to sing worship songs over her. And two weeks later, she was gone. And guess what? We had peace because we're like, she's face to face with the Lord. And years of generational things had just been cleaned, wiped clean in that moment. So it doesn't matter who that person is in your life. It doesn't matter if you think, again, it's my father and my mother who is so set in their ways. And I'm watching the Lord do it on my mom's side. And I'm watching the Lord go after my grandmother in healing for her life. Healing from things that she has carried. She's 87 years old. And I now think, Lord, nothing is impossible nothing, nothing, for you. Nothing. You will set the right people. Even if I'm not the one bringing freedom to that person, you're bringing people alongside us to do that. And I'm watching the Lord clean our generations. Yes. And I'm so thankful for that. Because again, I believe, I truly believe it started with my yes, and just say, Lord, I say yes to everything that you want to do. And I just want to release that over everyone today. I just want to release the faith to believe that the Lord can transform you. The Lord can transform those around you in his time in his place, whatever way he wants to do it, in a way that you never thought possible. I just release that testimony over you. And I release faith and I break off any disbelief that it cannot happen. We break off any disbelief in the name of Jesus. We just say yes, Lord, to everything that you're doing. We believe you for what you're doing. And Lord, if they choose to accept your invitation, would you just work in their lives like never before? This is a year of complete healing, restoration, and transformation for so many of us. I'm watching promises come to pass, Lord. So I just ask that you give them hope, you give them faith to believe, Hand in hand with Holy Spirit, you tell them what words to speak, that you guard their hearts in the process. That as difficult as the process might feel sometimes, that we believe you for what you are doing within our families, within our jobs, within our churches, Father. We just thank you In Jesus' name.